I'm Josh Snyder. You're watching Thoughtful Discussions, and I'm here with Clinton Clegg, Sean McGregor, and Mike Minda of the band The Common Heart. And uh, how many members do you have in the band? Currently, we're at nine members with a tenth one in our hearts. Okay. Yeah. I, can, I can explain that a little later. <laughs> Can't wait to hear. And so uh, what do you, what do you, what's, what's going on right now with the band? Uh, right now, we have been touring the country for the past six months, yeah. anywhere from uh, Seattle to Dallas to New Orleans to Montreal. Uh, and we've been seeing a lot and getting the name out there and uh, just putting the miles on the van. Cool. It's been good. Is this uh, the first time you've gone around the country? This is the first time. Yeah. Yep. What do you think about it? Like one takeaway. Wyoming is the most beautiful place in the world. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> in, the, in the middle part of the country looks like Ohio. The whole thing looks like Ohio. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Yeah. Very true. The, you know, a, a big takeaway for me would be the Pacific Northwest was, you know, there wasn't much talking. There was a lot of staring. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, it was pretty righteous. I, I, I got to say that was that was a part of the country that was special. Um, but, you know, it, it's just been it's been a really good experience this year. Just getting to see kind of everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you able to go on tour? Like like what what do you have supporting you to do that? So everybody in the band has a story. Yep. Uh, mine is I have a, a pretty awesome wife, first of all. Yep. And secondly, uh, a really supportive uh, work environment. Cool. Um, I have a, a part-time setup where they uh, let me make my own schedule and um, are really flexible and supportive of the band and my mission. So uh, that's I'm really fortunate uh, with, th with that situation. Sean here. I'll let him talk a little bit about, about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, mine starts the same with a incredibly understanding and forgiving wife. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually, ba back in last November, opened my own drum store cool. in McKee's Rocks called Pittsburgh Drum Exchange. And um, that's given me a little freedom from my, uh, my previous life professionally. And um, you know, obviously it's a lot of work still, but, you know, the ability to kind of have a little more forgiving schedule in terms of, Writing your own time away from the business has been obviously a godsend. So, awesome. Yeah. And my story in the band starts with Sean here being my boss at Guitar Center. He hired me okay. before he opened his drum shop. Nice. And so that was super flexible with the band because he wanted me to be there for the band. So he let me write my own schedule at Guitar yeah. Center. And then he left, and now they've been kind of having to keep up with that because okay. the precedent has been set. So. Yeah. Uh, they've been awesome and super supportive as well. Cool. So you're still at Guitar Guitar Center? Yeah, still at Guitar Center. Gotcha. So you're like competitors a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Ish. We only sell drums and he sells guitars. So we're, we're good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But Guitar Center has been supporting the band for years. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> Indirectly and against their wishes, they've been supporting the band for years. This yes. podcast is sponsored by Guitar Center. <laughs> Not that'd be sure. probably, probably be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. They, they're welcome to. Yeah. Pittsburgh Drum Exchange Versa. Yeah, definitely. So, real quick, yeah. give that a little plug. Um, so, Pittsburgh Drum Exchange is this um, little shop that we started from McKee's Rocks on the second floor of uh, uh, Hollywood Music, which, if, if you've been around Pittsburgh Music for a while, it's where Johnny B. Goods used to be. Okay. Um, it was kind of started as a little brainchild of myself, um, Lou Ross. 
um, who's a one a amazing drum teacher, drum builder, drum repairman, mm. just all around kind of and super play great player in his own right. And and um, lastly, Dave Throckmorton, who's if you Throck's a fortune force of nature on the drums. He's toured with Manor Ferguson, and he's unbelievable. But his his drum gear knowledge is unbelievable as well. And the three of us have been friends for a while, and. We, you know, one day we, I talked to Throck a while about opening a shop, and then he talked to Lou, and then one day it was like, all right, are we going to do this or are we yeah. not? And so we did, and the opportunity presented itself at Hollywood, and it's been really cool, you know. We, we, like, to, we like to think we're, in, we're a drum shop for guys who, who play and kind mm -hmm. of there's a certain amount of credibility. All three of us are playing professional drummers. So. Right. It's cool. I mean, you know, we're we're small now, but we're you know we're getting in a lot of cool gear, and it's been a lot of fun. About eight months in the making, been open for about eight months now. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. So, um, if I have never heard of the Common Heart, where, what would you tell me about it to describe to someone that has never listened, has no idea what they're getting themselves into? I, I would say, you know, we we use the term rock and soul band. I've heard mm. the term. Um, salvation soul mm -hmm. uh and salvation rock we're a we're a band we're a big old band with horns and backup singers but above all of that we're we really come with a very positive message yeah about uh looking out for your neighbor looking out for your community being a positive person in the world mm -hmm. and our music uh follows up with that and it it's the shows are energy filled mm -hmm. and emotional um, and if if you need an uplift or you need just to to hear some good music, it's uh, it's it's worth the attendance. And, and I know I'm biased, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll vouch for you though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Another band member will vouch for me. I also agree. <laughs> awesome. Uh, quick plug: Where can we find? Uh, info like website social media all that stuff yeah uh, everything is through the website so uh, okay. it's uh, thecommonheart.com okay you're gonna find our uh, music you're gonna find our online store cool. where we have uh, where they have the softest t-shirts that you can buy the softest t-shirts <laughs> in the world that is true um, <clears throat> and our vinyl record and our CDs and all that stuff's there cool and we're also we're on all the all the sexy platforms all the fun uh, yep. arguing platforms as they've become as well you can find us on there <laughs> i love it that's hilarious it doesn't mean farmers <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's good um so if uh, you guys have any shows coming up uh yeah Ju july 14th we're actually fairly close to home we're doing a, a community event in Irwin okay. called uh, gig on main okay and then the 21st, we are at something called Peach Music Festival. It's in Scranton, PA. Cool. And we're really excited about that. It's a, it's a great festival with a, a lot of a lot of heavy players and a and a big reputation. Cool. Have you um, done that one before? No, no. Uh, tell a little bit about Peach. Uh, Peach is kind of a like um, a derivative of the Almond Brothers family. Okay. So um, anybody who has any kind of tie to the Almond Brothers, so whether it be Warren Haynes, Derek Trucks. Jamo, the original drummer. I mean, Marcus King, who's tied in with Warren Haynes. Devin yeah, Devin Allman. And literally any derivative of anything Allman Brothers gotcha. is is a surrounding Peach uh, Festival. And, cool. you know, even it, 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 it branches into, like, the jam music scene. Like, a lot of the heavy hitters in the funk and jam scene will be there. 
Um, even a little feet reunion is going to be going on this year. That same night we're there, so you know, me, myself and Mike probably in particular yeah. <laughs> are probably pretty wild about that. It's one of my favorite bands. Period. All of Waiting for Columbus, which is what? their live record. Yeah, it's a must listen. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, so Peaches Peaches a pretty big deal. I mean. And uh, aside from the fact that it's a big festival, it's it's big because there's a lot of influence, especially from our band, on that bill. I mean, yeah. uh, all of us kind of went through our huge Almond Brothers phase, our Little Feet phase, or Derek Trucks, and we still worship Derek Trucks, you know, all the time. But right. you know, it's it's just it's it's a big festival for us, so we're really excited about it. Cool. Yeah, as a young, a younger band, it's a re- it's going to be a super like, you know big brother situation for us you right know, we're gonna right. get the, a whole lot of listening going on a whole yeah. lot of listening <laughs> for sure yeah. so what's what's the biggest crowd you guys have played for so far the whole band not because i know you did something we'll talk about in a second uh i would probably recently the the jack white bunbury thing bunbury was huge yeah, bunbury yeah. Was probably the we were uh we were on a, just a few weeks ago june 3rd we were in bunbury in cincinnati ohio yeah and it was us uh dropkick murphy's jack white Nice. And that we had to have, at our at the time of our set, there was probably like close to ten thousand, and by the time Jack got on, there was twenty. Wow, it was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. But how it, did that? How did that feel? I mean, there's obviously a little bit of a difference between playing for a few hundred people versus. I will say that crowd in Cincy, Clinton came out and saluted the crowd, and they cheered for him. <laughs> they didn't know who the heck he was. Right. They were just so excited. They're like, yeah. Yeah, they they were like ready for us to rock, and then yeah. instantly, that invigorates you. Yeah. yeah, as a performer, you're instantly ready to just put on a great show because you can tell that they're ready to to be an audience for one. Yeah, it was yeah, it was awesome. So that one went really great. <laughs> awesome. There's like a there's like a cliche line that goes around that the jump from ten people to a hundred people is like is the most like dramatic right. change in audience size that you like experience because after that it's just like get into a crowd i'd say that's kind of bullshit because when you like when you like when there is a ton of people you're like oh my god there's a ton of people (laughs) you know and that and that bunbury gig was one of the first times i've ever been like wow i can't believe how many people are here yeah (laughs) Yeah. but it's funny when i when i was at when i or when we are fortunate enough to get on a gig like that yeah i remember i think about the gigs where i played to nobody yeah, and made eleven dollars at the door, right. and then I'm just. But that just reinforces the smile. You're like, all right, right. All right. I know why I'm yeah, doing right, this. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, right. That's amazing. Um, so, and and you had an experience a little bit bigger than that. You were able to play for uh, the national anthem, right? That was intense. Seventy yeah. seventy five thousand. Seventy five thousand. Arguably the the, the biggest Steeler game of the year. Yeah. And we lost. God damn it. With an asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> still real to me damn it <laughs> uh, what, was, what was that experience like i mean it was intense the yeah. uh i it came on really short notice i was the story of how it happened is actually it, it's pretty cool the, yeah. i was in the car with my wife coming home from work and my phone rang yeah and i couldn't take the call but i listened to the voicemail in the car and uh it was it was this guy from the Steelers. He's like, hey, uh, I, I worked with him at an event, a, a charity event earlier okay. that year. And he's like, hey, for these really big games, we don't book the anthem until a couple weeks out because we want it to be, you know, really like relevant to what's going on in the city. And we want to keep this one super Pittsburgh, and the band's been doing well. So would you come down and sing it? Yeah. And I, on the voicemail, and I'm just like, <laughs> my wife and I look at each other like, holy shit, yeah, 
So I call him back and it all works out. Yeah. Two weeks leading up were the biggest stress. The day of, uh, it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. You know, the two days out, you're like, I'm really nervous. Right. But when I stepped on the field, did a sound check, you just kind of soak it in. Yeah. And, it, and it was a, it was an honor. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Just like, you know, the big deal points for me was like not only the moment itself, but calling my dad. Yeah. Calling my mom. Right. Inviting, I had a couple of my bandmates come and some, cool. a couple of the girls came and sang that we did a, a choral arrangement and they building it with them and, you know, sharing that experience with them. Right. It was all like the real special moments of it. Awesome. But I ain't going to lie, 75,000, that was pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah, to prove the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Past a thousand, it's all the same. No. No. No, it's not. No, it's not. You uh, would do it again? I would love to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. You hear you hear me out there, Steeler Nation? Let's go. <laughs> Penguins too. Give me another chance. I, I wanna I wanna bring home a win is what I really yeah. wanna do. Right, no. That's, <laughs> that's, that's important. Like that. Yeah. You gotta you gotta up that record. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Exactly. Uh so well, how did you guys get your start? So how long, and how long have you been a band? So we've been a band for three years. No, four. Uh, Over four. Twenty fourteen. I always I've been in well, it would be four years of September. Right. Four years of September. It's, uh, it started with Sean and I. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked with a few folks and kind of grew into some other folks. Yeah. And then we invited some horns on a gig, and th- they stuck around. We invited some singers on a gig. They stuck around. Cool. Next thing I know, the van was full. So <laughs> it, it happened kind of quickly, but it happened in a cool way. They weren't added because we had to but once they were there it just sounded like the kind of band we really wanted to be yeah uh hitting like that retro soul vibe with the mm-hmm. horns and then you know additional vocals on the track and just just having a big kind of family soul band feel is something that i really wanted and we got there and everybody thankfully and fortunately were everybody was just on board yeah you know really super on board awesome so this uh this record is your first record yeah um grown is our first record it came out in uh 2016 november 2016 um and we have our second record in the can and it'll be coming out this fall awesome yeah awesome anything exciting on that i mean obviously it's the record but anything um so this 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 record's really interesting. The new yeah. one, when I speak of the new one that's going to be released in the fall, yeah, um, is really interesting for me. One because it's it's an evolution of the first. Right. Um, but the interesting part about the first one was that a lot of those tunes were written before the band kind of took its shape. Okay. In terms of like, you know, maybe a tune like Cannonball was written when it was just a five piece band. We had drums, keys, bass, guitar, and and him. Right. So the horn parts and the vocal parts were just added in on top of it, right? Okay. And that and it's cool, it works. Yeah. Uh, but this album was written with the, the full thing. artillery in mind, like, and um, you know, we did the other the other record took a long time. It was kind of drawn out recording process. Yeah. You can go track drums and the bass would go in after, and right. it's like weeks apart. And this one we took a completely different route. We just went to uh, a studio in New Jersey and we um, we just tracked the whole thing in five days. Wow. Tracked it live. We were all looking at each other. Kind of living there. Yeah. 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 And um, 
and really organically, I mean, like we work with a great producer, a fellow Pittsburgher, Jeremy McDonald. Cool. Um, he, uh, he, you know, he would just go in and be like, cool, you know, play it, li- play it like you've been playing it. Cool. Yeah. And then we'd go back and be like, is that what we want to do? And whether it was yes or no, yeah. it was really kind of like a really, it, it tested our metal a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it was really kind of an enriching experience, but it was tough. It was, yeah. I mean, but I'm really proud of the product that came out of that. Yeah, I remember one day where we got there at 8 in the morning and left at 1 the following morning. Yeah. So it was like 16 or 17 hours. We were just going down the street to a little place for lunch and coffee just like as we were recording. I think it was like the hardest thing I ever had to do because we're all in the same space for (laughs) like longer than your typical, like twice your typical work day focusing on the same thing all day long your brain was just zapped at the end of that and then you know you got to go back in there at 10 the next day or whatever but it was also the the most fulfilling thing i've ever done well one of them you know just you know it it turned out great Um, i think we're all really stoked with how it's come out yeah i I agree on that text thing i think i did we're singing them live every time too i sang from eight in the morning till one in the morning yeah i think i did 120 takes of tunes a lot of water a lot of bourbon. <laughs> There's a real highlight for me, and maybe it'll get released on a B-side somewhere, but we take a, a run at a particular tune, and it sounds good, but you hear, like, the mics are still on, and Clinton goes, that one sounded like we need pizza. And that, like, it was like everybody was, like, really on the end of their rope, and we were just like, that one sounded like we need beers and pizza. It was like... All right. That like, was the right call. Yeah, it was. And then we came back in and started attacking it again, you know. So. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Um, Real quick. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sweet. I wasn't, I wasn't sure how close we were getting. We'll cut that part out. Oh, it's all good. Um, so what else do you have? Uh, where do you see the band in the future? You're hoping next one, three, five years. So the kind of the – the growing up of the band, we were really fortunate for in November, um, we sold out our record release party at Mr. Small's, and that's yes. when we were really fortunate. Um, I saw the video. Yeah, it was, it was a blast, and, and that um, propelled us into a situation where we got some professional help. Uh, we got a manager. Cool. Um, we got an agent, and that's been kind of put us on the track that we're on. Yeah. Um, and the, the goal, the goal, the goal in the, in the immediate year is um, continue, you know, uh, a national exposure tour, mm-hmm. um, but also look for, you know, another supporting tour to, to, to really get in front of more people. Cool. Um, and just continue to build and grow. And probably in the background of that, thinking one to two three years down the road you know making another record making another record and you know the one the goal is to become create a sustainable uh life for all uh 10 of us including our our crew uh and you know but travel the country playing music that's the real dream yeah you know and it's not we all kind of know it's it's years of work it's not always about the cover of the Rolling Stone, but you can, yeah. if you have a really good product and sound and team, mm-hmm. um, you can create a sustainable life. And I mean, you know, a reasonable salary. Yeah. 
but you know you're gone a lot it's hard on your loved ones it's hard to have a family um but you know if you if you do the work and take the time and uh and you have the support like a lot of us have uh it's possible that's that's the real goal and dream to to be sustainable i think that's my favorite word yeah (laughs) sustainability (laughs) that's important um what advice would you give to someone that is considering um maybe they're starting out whether they're they're interested in doing a career in music or they're a a lot of the people that i'm trying to reach are uh, maybe starting out as entrepreneurs and being in a band does share a lot of the same um, mentalities and and work ethic as entrepreneurship i agree so what would you tell someone that's just starting out that uh that kind of sets you apart and what what you've noticed makes you different from yeah. um, that's that's helped and kind of leveled you up. Uh, you want to go, Sean? Yeah, sure. Um, I listen to a lot of this Tim Ferriss type stuff, and yeah. the one quote that comes up with all those dudes, and I really believe it. And whether it's in running my own business or the band, and yeah, you kind of have to fall in love with the process, Absolutely. and you kind of have to fall in love with. Mm-hmm. You have to be doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. If you're if you know, like, uh, when we do gigs, like, y- yeah, it's like y- you're traveling, you're in the van for way longer than you want to be, but you go play a, sh- a short show, and then you're back in the van. Y- if you don't love the struggle of that on right. some level, or you don't love the, if you're not in love with every aspect of it, it's going to be really hard. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not saying that as in, like, a manufacture it, Yeah. but just know that you got to know, you got to be in it for the right reason. And mm-hmm. if you're trying to join a band or start a, your own small business to get rich, you're probably in. Nah. Yeah, you probably should like get hit by a you know like a a, a mail car or something like that. You'll get rich faster. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's just I, I think that for me it's like you know you just you gotta you gotta love the process. You gotta be be ready to to do the work. Yeah. I mean that's because you can't skip it. Yeah, absolutely. it'll come back on you one way or the other. Yeah, to expand on that, I think as corny as it sounds, like hard work really is the key to it i remember when i was growing up through high school i thought oh i want to be a professional musician and towards the end of high school and then i I ended up going to community college i kind of grew like moved away from that yeah because i thought that it wasn't going to be possible because i thought oh well you have to know the right people or you know i'm looking at all these insane like celebrities and like oh well they just met the right person it worked out for them and i don't want to bank my life on that but then i met the the people in the band that I'm in right now and they've really opened my eyes Clinton especially that hard work goes all the way and you just have to really want it and kind of expand it on Sean's point enjoying the process and realizing your end game yeah. goes a long way awesome. so, so it sounds corny but it's actually the truth that's absolutely. why everyone says it <laughs> absolutely and, and back to the top of your question like if you're young and you're starting out and you're you know you're thinking about doing this yeah you know by no means are we there yet or you know but at the same time what i took away from the early stages was i made it a point to really get involved in the community yeah you know get involved with the musical community yeah and be at open stages meet other people make sure that people are who are around you are that you like them because you're going to be around them a lot yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) And, and you know and just grow and network and be appreciative and be a contributing member to your musical community you know it starts local and 
steps will come and will be presented to you with hard work like they were saying yeah so if, you're, if i'm a young guy and i, and I want to you know go down that path i'm looking to you know make a lot of friends yeah you know get get into those circles because there's a lot of young musicians out there that want to you know and they can all learn from each other and that's you know that that was what kind of helped me and the other the other thing like the what clinton said like right you realize that uh, whether it's a business or the band that success is almost like a death of a thousand cuts yeah. you never know what that one thing that's going to be the thing that happens for you and right. i mean and w for for it's like a for instance it's like a when we when we put this band together it's like i've maybe played one gig with one of the people who ended up being in the band and but i had a really good experience with them right and then three years later we're working for we're looking for a saxophone player and it's yeah. like oh i did this gig with abby once she was amazing it was like kind of some walk-on gig that just right. kind of sleepy thing but like we had such a good experience you just never really you have to treat every opportunity like like it could be something and yeah. and but not oversell it like you yeah. can't just be like oh, i need to drop my entire life to go play this weird open mic at iron lung or whatever it is just appreciate just appreciate the correct because yeah. uh, you never know because i mean you just got to be you got and that comes back to trusting the process because right. if you are coming into a situation where you're like oh it's just some stupid gig right. this isn't going to get me anything well yeah if you treat it like that it's gonna it's never going to you're right absolutely so it's like it, it, you just got to fall in love with what you're doing and then you gotta like you gotta believe it because i think everybody will see right through it if you don't absolutely like how about that one time we were playing in Market Square, playing to right. like nobody, literally nobody. nobody. And I look out. So no, it was it was but pretty it, cool. It, it, it alludes to the it's exactly well. it yeah. because we're playing to like nobody at twelve thirty in the afternoon in Market Square, just kind of yeah. eh, whatever. But the thing is, we're still playing. Like we're still doing our thing. Like oh yeah, still enjoying playing with each other. And I look out, and the guitarist from Def Leppard, Phil Collin, is out there, and <laughs> I, right. I knew it was him. Sean didn't believe me, and he yeah. came up after the gig and complimented us and, and talked wow. with us. But, you know, you never know who's out there listening. Right. Even if it's ten people, that there might be one person out there who is important and, and likes your sound, and you yeah. just got to treat every opportunity like it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I appreciate you all so much for being on. This is all the time we have for tonight. I hope we can do another episode at some point. I'm into it. We'll, we'll be back for episode two. Yeah. <laughs> and dark on the next one <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned and uh and definitely check out check them out thank y'all so much thecommonheart.com there it is thank you have a good night